All right. You good? We're good. Still a bit, you know, just waking up. <laughs> Haven't had breakfast yet, so. Oh, all right. Design hot takes right in, you know, <laughs> on an empty stomach. <laughs> so we'll see what's worse. Like, is it worse to be tired from a long day or is it better to have just woken up? Who knows? We'll see. It's a good question. I remember, uh, you know, I, I always record way into the night, like very late. And I remember the first time I recorded during the day when, was when I was in San Francisco. And you weren't, right? So, like, we kept that same schedule and it was like right after lunch or something hmm. and i remember feeling so much smarter <laughs> <laughs> like like oh man this is great <laughs> so if you thought that rafa sounded smart in previous episodes just wait until you see what this episode's gonna be like oh yeah <laughs> oh actually today is not no 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 don't use this as a <laughs> as a benchmark today i'm very very tired and all over the place also it's so so hot in here mm. as you can see my blinds are closed yep my curtains and it's not total blackout so it, it's tomorrow is going to be even worse it's going to be 36 celsius wow which it's for amsterdam standards incredibly hot i don't think i've ever felt like that the weather here since i've been here i mean i don't know that we've had that weather very frequently yeah like generally if you're at around 30 it's like okay it's really hot like you're kind of around the the max that you can get yeah now we're in pain <laughs> yeah yeah because you know no ac it's just not part of the mm. buildings here it's, it's stupid stupid in portugal there was also a heat wave and there was up to 47 degrees Oof. celsius yikes Oof. <laughs> Um, I'm going to Portugal tomorrow, <laughs> but hopefully the heat wave is, is, is not as bad now. Anyway, so yeah, it's really, really warm uh, in here. How are the airport situation in Amsterdam? Awful. Okay. Chaos. Because I know here too is total chaos. So. I am not looking forward to this. Yeah. Our flight is at 1230 uh, noon and we're going to leave at 8 a.m. with a baby strapped on me, you know. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, it'll be fun. We'll see uh yeah it's i mean the actual like transit part of traveling is never fun but hopefully on the other end mm -hmm. you know you'll get to enjoy the two weeks it'll be worth it yeah i hope so i think so what uh what do we want to talk about today well what uh what's in our uh, what's in our menu <laughs> <laughs> what's in our menu bar <laughs> well I, I think it was in the last episode or it might have been for the past two episodes that we've teased discussing stage manager because I haven't had a chance to try it. Yeah. My iPad doesn't support it, and I'm not crazy enough to <laughs> install the new uh, beta venture on my Mac. So <laughs> you're sort of the representative for all of us. Take one for the team. Yeah. Take one for the team. I mean, I don't think anyone had to twist your arm for you to install the <laughs> Mac OS beta. But, um, we want to get your take on Stage Manager and how it's doing so far. Okay. I want to preface by saying that let, let's call this a like first impressions thing. So it's not a full review <laughs> that will come later. You know, like the YouTubers do, tech YouTubers. Right. This is the first impression. Not a full review, also still in beta, so it wouldn't be fair to judge it as in the current state. So let's start with what is Stage Manager? We talked about it in the dub dub episode. Stage Manager is this feature that's coming both on iPad OS <laughs> and Mac. And it's like this new mode that has a new take on window management. Right, mm -hmm. and we talked about it like how intrigued we were because on a Mac we already have a bunch of different features and modes to handle multi-window management. So we have, I think, the dock is also one way of managing windows. We have a dock, so all the open apps have an icon. 
You can also minimize windows in there. I know a lot of people do this, especially coming from windows. It's like very common to have people minimize windows because that's mm-hmm. way more common in, in windows world. In macOS, not as much, right? Yeah, I mostly just hide. Still kind of weird. The windows, to be honest. Yeah. But yeah. So that's another one. That's like the invisible way of, it's like command W to close and command H to hide windows. There's no UI for that, uh, really. I think. Yeah, Command H, uh, and then you can right-click also in the dock. Oh, that's true. Right. I do that a lot. I do that a lot. But I can tell, like, I can understand that that's pretty a power user type of thing because, again, it's like you have to know. Like, how would you know that you have a bunch of windows hidden? Well, hopefully you were the one who hid them. (laughs) So you know. Like, but there's nothing visually in the OS to let you know about that. So that's definitely a more power user-y thing, I think. Mm -hmm. I use that a bunch. Then we also have... Now it's called, I think, Mission Control. Previously, it was called Expose. It's like this mode just like zooms out and you spread out all the windows. You can see all of the windows instead of being overlapped. You can see all of them at the same time. That's pretty, um, it, I think that was an interesting take and pretty user-friendly, but it's it's a lot. Like, a lot of it happens, right? It's like very intrusive as a feature, I think, is a UI. Yeah. A lot of stuff happens. I use this sometimes if I have a lot of windows and I'm looking for something specific, mm-hmm. I'll just press that button, get to see everything all at once, and then find the stuff, the one thing that I'm looking for. So it is useful, but yeah, I mean, probably also a bit of a power user feature. I agree. And, and I'm trying to stay away from like judging these features because they're, <laughs> you know, we know that people use different features or all or none right like it's there's no right way that's why they're introducing stage manager right it's like well here's another thing (laughs) and i think it really depends the features you use and got used to it really is the xkcd comic right like there are no good ways to manage windows on the mac (laughs) and so here's yet another one this is how like alt standards get created right (laughs) right I think that features you end up using and adopting as part of your workflow is probably, I would assume, related to when you got into Mac OS. Uh, like, there's also previous things that eventually got abandoned. Like, there was a, what do they call it? Like, window shade, right? Which, where you would mm-hmm. minimize the actual window content. It would only have the, the title bar. So it would have like these sticks, like these bars <laughs> in your desktop, which is kind of weird. That was pre Mac OS 10, I believe. Uh, I never used that. Yeah. Anyway, then you also have spaces, which we've talked at length here. I personally use spaces a lot. And what spaces is, is like, you just have a whole desktop. Like, you still have the same actual desktop items and stuff, but, no windows, like fresh start, and you can open new windows or whatever, and then you can navigate between spaces and you can see whatever. So you can group, like the way I use it is I have a space for like anything coding related. And I have one space for design stuff with Figma and a bunch of like little apps. And I have one space for communication and slacks and messages and stuff. So whatever. And so Stage Manager comes in and uh, it's a new take and we talked about it in that thing. So I tried to use it, like adopt it and, and try to make it part of my workflow for a bit with mixed results i think okay uh, i am not using it but i want to start just by saying that the way you turn it on is in itself unique from all these other things we mentioned so the way you use mission control is there's two ways i think actually whatever there's always more ways but like there's two main ways you can either there's a dedicated button in your keyboard that comes with all max it's a on mine is f3 and you press that button and then all of a sudden you activate Mission Control, right? Mm-hmm. Another way you can use it is you can have a Mission Control 
app icon in your dock but it's not really an app right like it doesn't have windows or whatever it's just you launch the app let's say and it activates the mode huh kind of weird right i didn't even know that there was an icon <laughs> yeah you can like spotlight to it like mission control and it'll just turn it on hmm. uh same with the what's it called lunch pad i think they call like the ios style of like grid yeah same that comes i think still by default with the new install or new mac i think you still have the launch pad thing in your dock hmm. thinks the leftmost icon which it always baffled me because like wait but do you have a button in your keyboard for it why do you have an app in your dock also but it's not really an app anyway that always felt weird and so you don't have an actual app for stage manager but it's a thing that lives in your control center which i think makes sense especially once you know that this is also an ipad on the stage manager item in control center turns stage manager on mm -hmm. But if you click again, it doesn't turn it off. <laughs> uh. If you click again, it expands into the stage manager submenu, uh, which has a toggle to turn on or off. And then it has two options, show recent apps or hide recent apps. I'm still very confused by this. I don't know exactly what this means, but I just know that like, if I turn off uh, show recent apps, all the apps besides the one I'm actively using gets hidden. Like they're not in that like UI. I don't understand this. I don't get it. <laughs> so anyway. Is it what's hiding and showing the left-hand side? I mean, it's not really a sidebar, but like it's the stack of apps. Is that what it's doing? Oh, you're right. See, so that's what it is. Okay. So it's like, it's like hiding the dock. Right. Because you already have a dock. Like, <laughs> yeah. So it's like, it's hidden, you know, that, that like perspective, skewed mm -hmm. windows on the left that, okay that's what that is appreciate that <laughs> uh, so yeah if you hide that it's just like if you hide the dock you know like you don't see it but then if you hover and that edge they'll appear so it's the same so already it's very weird i think having mission control an app icon is weird because it's not really an app but this one is potentially weirder especially <laughs> if you intend to like turn it on and off it's very awkward to do and navigate and again it doesn't help the fact that Control Center in itself, it's always like weird. You don't know what clicking is going to do. Is it going to expand into a new menu? Is it going to turn on and off? Mm -hmm. It's a bit odd. It's a bit weird. So You know why I think it's weird of this one? Because, hmm. I mean, if you had to think, okay, how would I design such a feature, right? Like, what are the potential ways? So a lot of the methods that you've described either just happen kind of in the background, like for example, spaces, right? Where you just have the gesture and then you move between spaces mm -hmm. or they have some sort of trigger action. But obviously stage manager is not a thing that you need to trigger, do a thing and then get out, right? Like the same way that you have mission control where it's like, hey, show me all the windows and then I'll click on one of them and then I'm immediately out of it. So it has to be some sort of mode, right? That you have to get into. What I think is kind of weird with it and probably speaks to, I don't know if it speaks to their overall confidence in this feature, but the fact that it's in control center means users probably will want to toggle this on and off frequently, right? Because otherwise you just put it in system settings, mm. right? Right. Like if you expect users that they'll, it's just a thing that they'll set once and they'll forget about it then you just put it in settings. <laughs> the same way that, you know, if you want natural scrolling or you want whatever the opposite is, uh, unnatural scrolling, <laughs> like set so many of the preferences on your Mac 
You just go in settings and you set them once and then you never think about them again. Mm -hmm. But for them to have put it in control center means you may be as likely to change this as you are to change the volume on your computer or set a focus mode Mm -hmm. or toggle the Wi-Fi. (laughs) And I feel like that's really interesting. At least to me, it kind of speaks to this maybe not being great for all things. Like, it seems like Apple's implicitly telling us, yeah, like, you're probably not going to be using this all the time. Maybe sometimes, but not all the time. <laughs> no, you, you've, you've, you've nailed it. Uh, you just explained why this feels so weird to me. It, it's a, in a weird half point. Like, it's, yeah, the UI is signaling that this is a quick toggle on or off. Mm-hmm. But then the actual feature, it's signaling, like, no, this is a way to use your Mac. Yeah. And it, you shouldn't be going in and out of the mode it should just pick one yeah it's a good point yeah no that's great i don't know well i think this could be solved just by like making the thing in control center like like they have wi-fi and bluetooth and stuff which is still not great in my opinion but once you you understand the ui you can reliably either turn it on or off by clicking the circle icon or you can navigate to a submenu by clicking on the even have a little chevron thing yeah like on the labels because right now stage managers it's not that you don't have in the same thing ui a toggle in a navigation link so maybe just making that a bit more clear mm-hmm. that would help because then you can use it as a toggle and you can navigate to see more options also there's only one more option but i guess that could go in system settings but whatever i mean what really kills me is that stage managers it gets an icon there and dark mode does <laughs> <laughs> you have to drill down like one more level. Oh, yeah. I can share an Apple script that you could just run as a shortcut that turns that on or off. Ah, interesting. And where do you put the shortcut? Uh, like Spotlight, just a dark mode, huh. boop, and it runs it, the thing. Okay, that's kind of cool. Yeah. All right, so then once you figure out what it is and figure out how to turn it on, here's my approach to trying to adopt it. Like I said, because I was already using spaces which is already like grouping a bunch of windows in its own thing which is kind of what sage manager does but it has the benefit that you can still see the other like cluster of windows and it'll be potentially easier to navigate between them right you can like just click on the cluster mm-hmm. like, spaces it's a linear thing like you know desktop one two three so if you want to go from five to one either use mission control and click or just like you do swipe 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 until you navigate to it so this could potentially be better like a more effective way to navigate between these so that's how i started to adopt it like all right let me take my existing workflow and instead of what i currently have as a space let me just group and put these windows together and make it a cluster of things and so as i was doing that i was able to like you know replicate those window clusters but then the problem is, and this is really my one complaint about this mode, and if they fix it, I have a feeling that I could work with the feature. The big problem for me is that as soon as I open a new window, open a new app, whatever, the stage manager decides this is its own new thing. So it will create a new cluster of things. So it will remove me from my existing like cluster of apps and create its own new one. Right. And then I'm like, crap, this is not what I want. I want to open a new window in this existing group. Mm. And so... All of a sudden, I'm in this new group, and I'm like, crap, I have to drag this into the other one. So I try to drag the window into this other cluster, but that doesn't work. I can only drag windows from the stage manager dock to my active window and not the other way around uh so i can't drag let's say zoom right now i can't drag this big window into a cluster i have to navigate to the cluster (laughs) and then pick the zoom thing from the side and drag it right it's maddening (laughs) and so i tried and i tried and i open radars to like please maybe this uh, could be a preference like open new windows in 
its own new group or existing group or active group or something. Mm-hmm. And so as I try to do this, like I think if I can get to a place in where I'm not going to open any more windows or any new apps, it works for me. I kind of dig it, actually. I kind of think it's interesting and fun, the perspective thing. Command tab still works, so it's still good. Like, you can still, Mm. you know, use your keyboard to navigate between these things, and it's nice. But that one particular thing makes it impossible to use because like i'm opening new windows all the time (laughs) right uh like all the time yeah because it can be windows of the same app right yeah so right now for example i have two safari windows on my desktop so if i did open that new safari it would like kick me out into a new stage is that how they call it yeah yeah i don't know know. (laughs) but yes yes it would yeah that's kind of weird which is uh, infuriating and uh so that that is a problem the second like yeah the way you just move windows like try to group like i can't say all right these two windows let's move this to a new thing no we have to create a new group drag the window from the side to the thing drag the second window from the side to the thing so actually assembling this workspace if you will pain in the ass like i mean it's only better after like try to rearrange your ios home screen like that's infuriating this is like second <laughs> right after that one from the people who brought you ios home screen arrangements <laughs> yes and i guess third i also add if you're someone who intends to maybe not that often but maybe turn off the mode going in and out of the mode once you do that, if you if you expected macOS to keep your Windows size and positioning, forget it. It'll mess everything. Because uh, as soon as you turn that off, it's like all the windows will be like super small and in the center. So all of a sudden you oh, lose weird. your arrangement, which is also infuriating if you care for it. That may be a beta thing, though. It might be a beta. Yeah, that might be. Because, uh, yeah, it, I got flashbacks to the old days of like, when you plugged in or out an external display and then all of you all of a sudden all of your windows were just forget it <laughs> ruined so yes it's promising there's cool interesting things about it i think it's still again nice that the way to navigate between things is nice you do lose some screen real estate you know especially if you don't hide stuff that's the sidebar thing i believe if you drag a window over to that side it'll hide itself automatically if a window overlaps it let me try at least i know it does that on the ipad okay yeah it has to be like super close though like i can still have it overlapping but yeah that's true okay that's a cool little detail yeah oh and and if it's hidden and you hover like you move your mouse to that thing so it shows the windows they're not like in that weird perspective anymore (laughs) okay interesting choice seems like maybe another bug (laughs) so and they try to group windows by app no any new window will be its own thing if you turn on the mode every existing window will be its own thing and i wish it could be smart about it in a way because like for example i have a tiny tiny little things window (laughs) okay i always keep it in a little corner with my today to do's Mm -hmm. and yeah it's going to create its own space on my 32 inch monitor for this tiny skinny little window of things like yeah i don't you know of course i don't want it to work you know interact with this window in that mode like it's not full screen but whatever oh and also the fact that it hides your desktop items uh i i I understand what it's doing but like i don't know if i would i don't know (laughs) again i think it's also biased because i am using this on a very large display so i'm not trying to save space really Mm. but i like that if you for example if you have a finder window and you're trying to drag something out of that window into the desktop, as soon as you hover over the desktop, it will show the desktop items. Okay, that's neat. I mean, I'm sympathetic to a lot of 
what they're trying to do with this, right? Same. I think their heart is in a good place. Because it's like <laughs> people's desktops are a mess. Yeah. I try my best to not make my desktop like that. Like I go in and do the work to like go and put stuff into folders and not just like, you know, chuck them into a desktop folder. <laughs> <laughs> on the desktop and then like have a desktop inside the desktop inside of a desktop. So like helping people get to a clean desktop when they're not interacting with any of the files on the desktop, but still having this familiar, easy to get to space when you do need it. I think that's a nice goal. Mm-hmm. Same thing with the management of windows i think right like ideally people put their windows in pleasing ways and realistically you may have 10 different apps open but you're probably only working with like three or four at a time so how do we help people kind of Mm -hmm. deal with these workflows a bit better but yeah i think the devil's in the detail with this one of the implementation (laughs) how do you actually yeah like see through all the workflows that people have and all of the weird things you kind of get for free in a freeform windowing environment, where like now they have to properly handle all of the different cases, right? So like your example of like, how about a things window? I want to be able to always have access to that one window, right? <laughs> when I'm bouncing between things. So how do I do that? Like they've kind of solved that <laughs> problem with spaces, I believe, right? Like you can make an app show up in every space on the Mac. If you right-click on the dock icon, you can like, select that option. Uh, no, I don't think that means what you think. There's an option. This is a very old feature. You can set an app to, like, let's say, I want Slack to always open in space number two or something. Mm-hmm. But then the other option is like showing all spaces. That just means that you can open windows in any space, and it doesn't really care about that. I don't think you can have like a window that is present in every space. Huh. So if you switch space from one to two, let's say things is still there. I don't think I there's an option to do that. I think the, the root of my issue with this feature is like this feature is designed with the assumption that like you want you want to see one app at a time. Mm-hmm. Like that's a default. You want one app at a time. If you want more, we'll let you have more windows. Like let's say two or three. Like don't go crazy. Like four. Are you crazy? At that point, like, why are you using this mode? But, like, it kind of not fights you, but adds some attrition, right? (laughs) Like, for example, I mentioned that if you drag a a file from a finder window to the desktop, it reveals the desktop items. That's nice. But what if I want to do the opposite? Like, I have a finder window, and I want to drag an item from my desktop into that finder window. Again, I don't see desktop items, so I have to click, like, in the background to then reveal that. Yeah. But not only does it reveal the items, it moves all the windows out of the way. Mm. So... As soon as I click to like to reveal the items so that I can grab an item, that finder window is out on the side. So now you have to drag the thing to the side, then have wait until like it reveals that, you know, the, the highlights right. that window, the finder window, and then drop. So it's not great, you know? <laughs> yeah, it almost feels like they should do a mini expose while you're doing that, right? It's like, hey, you're dragging a file. That means you're trying to look for a window to put it into. What if it like put all the windows you had in a nice mm-hmm. grid? So it's easy for you to just drop on the app mm-hmm. that you're interested in. So, you know, I think it's, uh, yeah, their, their heart is in a good place. I empathize with the fact that this feature is being rolled out on iPad and Mac. Because I think if you're a long-time user, like long-time Mac user, and or a long-time iPad user, your expectations come from the opposite ends. <laughs> I, as a Mac user, expect to be able to have a shit ton of Windows on top. And maybe this mode would help me to clean some of that and let me focus. While on iPad is like... I expect to have one app at a time in this mode, hopefully will 
allow me and help me to like bring a second or a third, right? So it's like from the opposite sides. And, and I think they probably probably should do this, but like this feature should work the same way on iPad and Mac. So it's, I empathize with the, the difficulty that this, it can be because like, what is the feature? What is the feature trying to be and do? It's still a bit unclear. But again, I think it starts from like, do you want to use one app at a time, one window at a time, I should say? Cool. Here's a different way. Instead of the dock, which can be confusing, here's all of your windows on the side, which you can pick. Mm-hmm. Almost like minimizing windows, but instead of minimizing them to the dock, it minimizes them to the side. Yeah, I almost feel like for me, the ideal would be essentially like a spaces, but where I get to see the contents of the space on the side. Exactly the same. And I think having that one preference of like open new windows in, you can check as its own thing or an existing group or whatever they call it. I think that could maybe solve the feature for me. Like maybe I could then use it. It's just I opened a, a feedback. We'll see. <laughs> we'll see. Maybe maybe next year. Well, good luck with that. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. I'll, uh, again, maybe I can come back. I'm curious to see how it evolves over the beta. To be fair, it hasn't changed a bit since beta 1, and now we're in beta 3, I think. Mm-hmm. So I'm not sure they're still adding features uh, to it. I think it's just correcting, fixing bugs or whatever. So I'm not hopeful that we'll see substantial changes to, to the mode but yeah again like i said maybe next year yeah and that'll be interesting to see is this one of these because apple has done a lot of these where they'll try an interesting idea and then never touch it ever again mm-hmm. <laughs> it just like falls over to the wayside <clears throat> touch bar <laughs> it'll be interesting to see if this is something that they continue investing in right like if year after year they're like constantly adding like updates, tweaking things, improving things, making things better. In four or five years, this <laughs> may become like a nice, useful feature. Yeah. But if they totally abandon it, then forget it. <laughs> we are sponsored this week by Zeppelin. They are back. Uh, and they wanted us to tell you all about flows. So, Zeppelin have noticed a trend with designers that are trying to explain their design intention by adding arrows, lines, shapes, and a bunch of other extra layers to their Figma files. And look, we've all been there. But that approach makes it difficult to edit and make changes. Every time a screen is added or removed, all the lines need to be redrawn. Flows are a fast and effective way to create and outline user flows and journeys. Designers can use flows to connect screens in seconds and map complete user journeys, showing not just the happy path, but all possible paths and behaviors. All you need to do is add the screens you want in a flow, then add a connector, which will snap into place to connect screens or design elements. You can even add a label to clarify edge cases or error paths, and that's so important. As you publish new versions of your designs, your workflows and connectors will get updated automatically as screens change. Here's how it's different than doing it directly in Figma. Doing this in Figma would be super time consuming and really difficult to maintain. So they've added additional features, groups, boards, and flow previews to help further organize flows. And uh, these tools are dedicated and purpose built specifically for the kinds of workflows that designers typically have to do. So groups can cluster and name a set of screens and flows. So for example, if you're working on a login flow or a payment flow, maybe onboarding screens, you can use groups. 
boards uh, are like folders or tabs. So you can organize by specific product features, uh, dev teams, whatever is best for your team. And then flow previews, uh, they show you what the next screen in the flow is. So you get an idea of what's coming. So if you want to learn more, simply go to zeppelin.io slash features slash flows. You'll be able to learn all of these new new features and see how they can help you improve your process and design better interfaces. So check it out. Our thanks to Zeppelin once again for sponsoring this show. And uh, yeah, level up your, your designs with Zeppelin. Cool. Should we do recommendations? Yeah, let's do it. All right, I can start since you've been you've been talking for a while. Cool. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> so, I'm always on the lookout for a good app to track recipes, uh, and for uh, most of my time, like trying to track recipes, I've just been using the Nose app. It's not the best, but it just it gets the job done. And I haven't really been happy with any app, um, and I would say I don't think there's still any app that fully satisfies my personal needs and wants, like the way that I would do it. But I think Crouton gets as close as possible to that. One of the interesting things that it's doing is once you set up your recipe, you can get into a mode. So there's this like play button where this is the mode that you get in when you're actually cooking mm. that uh, makes the font like much bigger and it gives you a step-by-step spot and then you can uh, show and hide the ingredients and then it will automatically detect in your steps say you have butter in your recipe or or, or whatever you tap on it and then it'll show you the quantity that you need to put in there Mm. and so it's trying to solve some of the problems of like matching the steps and then the actual measurements they need to have i think if it were up to me i'd say just show it. Don't make me tap. <laughs> Just show the measurement. But I understand that it might be a little bit more complicated. So it's not 100% perfect, but I think it's actually a pretty decent app and it's like pretty fully featured. There's a lot of stuff. You can do a lot with it. So um, yeah, check it out if you're interested, if you're on the lookout for maybe a better alternative to track your recipes than just a notes file nice. <laughs> like I've been using. Cool. Uh, my recommendation is just a line of uh, of products from this company called Moment. And I want to recommend their MagSafe products. To be fair, I only have one of them, like one of the products, but the quality that uh, that this product, you know, it inspires confidence in the brand and their stuff. So there's like just a bunch of MagSafe. It's more geared towards creators and videographers and stuff, but they also have like a bunch of MagSafe mounts for, let's say, your car. There's like a mount that would be very easy to like grip around like something, let's say they use it as an example, like a treadmill or something. Mm. So you can grip these mounts anywhere, really. They're pretty flexible. The one I have is just a mount that it attaches to any camera like tripod camera thing. So that's what I use when I want to record video with my phone 
but like I want to use a tripod or whatever. I usually just attach that mount to either, I have like a small little tripod, like handheld tripod. Also I have like a gorilla pod, also worth there. So it's like really, really good. Their magnets somehow, like MagSafe magnets, are stronger than I think anything else I've tried. <laughs> and to be fair, I haven't tried a lot of MagSafe accessories, but uh, this one definitely is cool. And they look great. <laughs> when I was testing the continuity camera, uh, that's like the little mount I use to put my phone like on, on top of my display. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, I think they look sweet. I wouldn't be surprised if they would make a, like a dedicated one just for that feature. I feel like that has to be coming. <laughs> I hope so, because that Belkin one is not great. <laughs> Doesn't look great. So yeah, we're gonna, I'm going to put a link in the show notes. Apparently they have a summer yard sale. You can save up to 75% on new closeout and open box gear. So having a sale. If you want to get in on that, links in the show notes. Yeah, that's pretty nice. That's it. I was looking at the filmmaker cage. I was like, whoa, that is pretty next level. Yeah, looks intense. <laughs> yeah, where you can have a light yeah. on your external microphone connected and also some kind of lens attached to your phone, like all in one. Yeah. Pretty cool. It's crazy. Yeah, pretty awesome. Cool. Um, that's it. Uh, another summer episode i am melting thanks so much for listening everyone uh, you can check the show notes and like get links to all the stuff we mentioned uh, that's on our website layout.fm can you tell that i'm like very tired and, and very warm <laughs> just for layout.fm on the websites on twitter we are at layout.fm i am at rafa hari and kevin is at vernal kick we all tweet sometimes so follow us and uh, if you have any suggestion or like topic recommendation or whatever tweet at us we we like that and uh, our thanks to zeppelin once again for sponsoring uh, this show super grateful go check him out zeppelin.io and i'll talk to you soon all right on the next one bye bye